Welcome to this special NRL.com off-season podcast. We are talking predicted teams for round run 2020 and also running the rule over the various teams' prospects for next season. My name's Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio by NRL.com expert Jamie Soward. Sowie, thank you for being here. No worries, mate. Let's uh, let's get talking some footy. It's nice to be back. It is nice to be back. We'll uh, get cracking straight onto the Brisbane Broncos. A few little question marks here. Probably one of the big ones is what do they do with Darius Boyd? Also, where does Jack Bird fit in and, and what happens at, at Hooker? Yeah, we're hearing his training on the wing up there, Darius Boyd, so we'll have to wait and see. I actually like him in the centres. I think you can do a job defensively for them. He's played origin there. Uh, I just think that if you take Darius Boyd out of the side, it's just going to be a talking point all year that he's chewing up your salary cap. So I'd like to see him in the centres. Uh, Turpin, for me, dislodges McCulloch uh, from that hooking role. Another one to keep an eye on is they re-signed Alex Glenn. Where does he fit in? Does he come off the bench? Is it time that they blood another young fellow in Jamil Hopawati, who's been outstanding up there in that Queensland competition? Uh, I like Jack Bird off the bench. When I look back at the Brisbane Broncos this year, CK... We were told that Anthony Milford's best position is fullback. So mm. unless they believe that he's going to be a fullback or a halfback that plays fullback sometimes, you know, if that's your belief, then you stick with him and you move a Sarko to the wing or a Sarko to centres. Um, I just I'm confused at what they're doing up there in terms of their spine. I think we're leaning towards... Well, we've obviously got Brodie Croft in at seven. They've obviously yes. invested a bit yeah. in him. It's probably going to be, you would think, Milford to start the season with Isaaco at, at fullback, but um, it does leave a wing spot vacant. We've obviously got Corey Oates on one flank. You uh, you had a young gun in mind for the other side. Yeah, I had David Coates. I think he's outstanding. I like the fact that you can have two tall wingers, and with the rule changes, uh, that's going to be an asset this year. I think wingers uh, are going to become more prevalent in scoring tries of kicks. Obviously got a power-packed forward pack that mostly picks itself. Do you see their prospects improving? with those changes that we've talked about? Oh, I'll have to wait and see on how Croft adapts with Milford. You know, if they can get... The forward pack speaks for itself. Uh, the backs struggled to score points last year and then they leaked a lot of points as well. We'll uh, have a look at the Raiders next. Uh, a few little changes there. They obviously recruited Curtis Scott from the Melbourne Storm. Jordan Ruppiner has departed for rugby. Uh, Aidan Caesar has headed to the UK. George Williams comes in. You would think he's going to be the starting number seven. Definitely. I think George Williams comes into this side. Uh, the, the worry is if they don't adapt straight away to his style of play and he doesn't fit into their style of play and they start the se- season slow. Uh, they will have the hype of a big crowd down there this year, the Raiders. Uh, other than that, that, the, ch- the changes are pretty much as is. I've got Curtis Scott in the centres. I think that he and Simonson will pair up while Kotrick and Croker. And when you look at the side, it's a pretty formidable side. If they can get back to any sort of form they did this year with the guys like Horsburgh and Sutton, if they can carry on what they started this year, I think the Raiders could be in for a very, very successful campaign. Would you be putting Joey Leilua on the bench as a bit of an impact weapon? Um, no. <coughs> I think that... Uh, It'd be interesting. That's the hardest thing is that 17th player is do you carry an outside back, which they've shown to do, Ricky Stewart. Mm. But uh, if, you, if I'm a big believer, if you recruit someone like they have recruited Curtis Scott, then he, I'm a big believer that he's going to be in the starting side and there may not be a place for BJ. Mm, bit of talk, he might be looking at his options as we record this on December 9. He is still with the Raiders, so uh, we'll be fighting for a first-grade spot. Let's have a look at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, they sort of came good towards the end of last year. Do you um, do you see many changes uh, for the Dogs? I don't want to hear about how they came good. I want to talk about how they started the season. Mm. Uh, it's, any, it's, it's easy to play 
uh, carefree football at the back end of the year. This side is talented enough to get themselves into a fighting position throughout the year. So uh, a couple of changes. I would have Wakeham in at seven and Lewis at six. This Brandon Wakeham's shown he can lead his test side around in Fiji, yep. and he's done it quite comfortably. Uh, yes, the opposition was a little bit different, but I think you give him a chance. I'd like to see uh, Tuamunga and Napa start with Fatala Mariner and Corey Harawiranaira in the back row, Jackson in at lock. If you move Josh Jackson into the centre of the field, he doesn't have to worry about ball playing on an edge. He doesn't have to worry about getting that line two passes wide and the defence is on him. He can actually just worry about getting through his work, hit-ups, and then play like almost like a third front rower. Uh, Tolman Ogden, Dean Britt, Yep. who's come across from South Sydney off the bench, and Siona Katoa. I think they run that two-hooker system a lot more this year, the Canterbury Bulldogs. And you've got um, Remus Smith on the wing, Kerrit Holland in the centres, and no Nick Meany in your round 117. Yeah, look, I like the look of this back line, to be honest. Hopawadi, of course, is one of the most skillful centres in the game. Uh, Holland surprised me a little bit last year playing at centres. He was quite physical at times, and he's a top-line goal kicker as well. Uh, the, the fact that you can have Remus Smith and Jade Nockenbore on the wing... Uh, mm. Both big guys. Again, I think the rule changes this year. We're going to see the way that teams pick wingers. I don't know if you're going to be able to have too many short guys uh, that mm. are specialists uh, when you've got Jade Nockenball in the wings. Yep, no, I agree with you. So do you see their, their prospects for a move up the ladder? Oh, I think they move up the ladder. Whether they compete for a, a top eight spot, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they're a year away. I think... Uh, yeah, that, that loss to Kieran Foran is a big one. That Massive. almost dents their chances from the start. So we'll have to wait and see how the halves go. Having a look at the Cronulla Sharks, they've got um, about 100 centres at the club now, so you're <laughs> going to have to move a couple of them around. Yeah, they are. Uh, I had Moyle and Dugan and Morris on the wings. Um, I had Ramey and, and, and Sherry. Again, that whole routine of you buy someone, they're going to go straight into the centre spot. Plus, John Morris moved Josh Morris around last year mm. uh, in that semi-final. I wasn't the biggest fan. I think Josh was probably one of their best performers last year and, and unfairly yeah. uh, scrutinised at the back end. He did a job in origin, mm. uh, so I can't imagine you know, why Josh Morris was moving him around at the end, especially when you want some cohesiveness on the edges defensively. Uh, but if you have a look at the rest of their team, the other surprise is Magulius. Billy Magulius was a star for Newtown in that final series. He's a footballer. He's a tough bugger. Bit of a kicking game on him. And he's got a skill. He's Mm. got skill. So I think that uh, he may find himself, maybe not in the starting side, but certainly on the bench. I had Jack Williams, Wilton, and Toby Rudolph. Amazing story. Come back from an ACL, coming down from Redcliffe, uh, and was one of the best for Newtown. Uh, The big talking point around the Sharks this year, CK, is if Sean Johnson can get the job done. We didn't see enough of him last year. We didn't see enough of his brilliant best. And... Um, we know that everyone's training and faster and stronger, and we've all seen that, but uh, we need to see Sean Johnson at his best if they'd have any chance. So you've picked a, uh, a four-forward bench with Cam King to bide his time in reserve grade. Does that mean someone like, do you have Magulius slotting in at dummy half if yeah. Blake needs a rest? Yeah, Blake uh, Magulius will slot in at dummy half if he needs a rest, but I think Blake Braley will play 60 to 70 minutes most weeks and they'll get through the other 10. Uh, King is a, an important signing for the club, but uh, he may have to bide his time a little bit knowing that 
Uh, last year when they didn't have two hookers, they had some success. They, mm. You know, when they went to four forwards, when Blake Braley was injured, they had Jaden and they just made it work. So yeah. uh, I'll have to wait and see. They were a um, they were a top four team last year if they kicked a few more conversions throughout the season. I'm free, CK. If anyone from the Sharks <laughs> is listening, I live locally and I'm free to come down. Uh, I just want a bit of the gear. That's about it. Bit of the shirts and shorts and I'm, I'm happy. So if they can tighten that up, do you see them as pushing for top four again? Yeah, I think so. This is a quality side. Uh, it's, it's, it'd be hard to think that between Blake Braley, Townsend, Johnson and Moylan that they can't come up with the right option more often than not. Let's have a look at the Gold Coast Titans. <coughs> uh, just a, a struggle of a season from start to finish, unfortunately, for the, the Gold Coast. Finished up in 16th. Uh, a couple of team changes to, to look forward to and probably more importantly, a, a coaching change as well. What have you got for us lineup wise Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see about Jai Arrow, who's still uh, potentially on the move as we record this now. But um, look... It's a, it's a talented side, uh, but they just don't get the results. Titans, I think Justin Holbrook will come in and help. Uh, Brimson just needs to stay at fullback. I think that it's a blessing in disguise. Michael Gordon was so good for so long, but now you have Young Gun, who's going to know he's going to be there for 26 rounds. Uh, Sammy and Copley on the wings, and no Don for me. Uh, Callum Watkins, he needs to have a big start to the year, doesn't he? Mm. He came out here from the Super League. Uh, it was a bit of a weird purchase, in my opinion. I thought there were some other centres on the market that you could have gotten. Um, and then Brian Kelly had a great season. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Again, the, the questions are around that centre pairing and then Ash Taylor and Tyron Roberts. Can they get back to the form that saw them uh, love playing alongside each other? Wallace, Fodawaka, Proctor, James, Pete. I mean, it's a quality pack, uh, especially if you have Joy Arrow in at 13 mm. and then Pete's back to the bench. Tyron Peachy, he has to come off the bench. He has to come off the bench and you say to Tyrone, after 20 minutes, you're going to go on. Yeah. And you're going to play. I don't know where you're going to play, Tyrone. You may play six, you may play one, you may play seven. We have no idea where you play, but we need you out there if we're to win games. And we want you to run, we want you to bounce around, we want you to be energetic because he's an energizer bunny, mm. but they just don't use him right. Plenty of skill, and we saw that uh, <coughs> late on in his Panthers career before he went up to the Gold Coast. He's the most skillful on. player I've ever played with. Ever. Any cool. Naturally skillful, talented, mm. but, you know, has no idea what his best position is. And that's a that's a great thing, but it's also a bad thing. Yeah. Um, elsewise in the pack, are you pushing Ryan James out wide to accommodate the other middle forwards? Is he an edge now? Oh, Fodawaker was outstanding this year. I think that He's one of their best players. He was. And I think that Ryan James could do a job if he's a little bit leaner on an edge coming back. I think they'll overwork him a little bit, but he's smart enough too, and he's got some offloads. So uh, he could be a real find on the edge. You see them improving in 2020? Uh, not by much. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Manly Sea Eagles, the probably the big question mark at the moment. Unfortunately, Manasi Fanu having some uh, some legal issues. He's currently stood down. Um, they've sold Api Corasau because of that emergence of Fanu. How are you solving the hooker conundrum? Yeah, Zach Docker Clay for me, a young guy I've played alongside. I went to the Super League for a little bit. He's bounced around. He's experienced enough. But I watched him closely uh, for the Canterbury Cup, New South Wales. Uh, side the Blacktown Workers, yep. and he was outstanding. In a side that had ravaged injuries, the way they finished the year when they got some troops back, he was absolutely outstanding. So I've got him starting. I think that he can do a job for them. Uh, he can make his tackles. He's only a short little thing, but he gets around the field. Uh, Zach Docker Clay. Other than that, they'll be unchanged. I mean, the, the, the spots up for grabs on the bench. Waddell, Kepi, he was outstanding towards the back end. Kajeski and Paseka. Uh, mm. But th this is a side that can get the job done. I'm telling you, they will bounce back. Uh, from all the injuries they had. If they can stay healthy, they haven't got much depth, but if mm. they can stay healthy, they're going to be a problem. 
Well, even they didn't have much depth last year, and even when they had blokes out, they had blokes coming in and doing just as good of a job. You know, Brendan Elliott and Brad Parker really sort of stepped but up. Garrick's are fine. Tafua, Suley. If Suley can stay fit and, and keep back to the form he had, they're going to be a real handful. Pushing for top four again? Uh, yes. Uh, top eight? Top eight. I've, I've got them around that sort of you know, five to eight mark yep. of a couple of wins. You know, they were lucky a couple of times last year, but... I don't think they can carry, you know, Fanua, Blake and Tapao. They were at, they were mm. probably the best pairing in the competition, apart from Maria Hargraves and Tokiaho. So um, I think that they can push for the eight again, yes. Mm. Possible delayed start for Fanua, Blake and Jake Travojevic due to shoulder surgery in the off-season. That's, that's a they... key, because if they lose too early, the pressure starts to get on. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the Melbourne Storm. They were the minor premiers, um, pretty much unchallenged through the season. They just kept chalking up wins. A few changes for them. They've, uh, they've lost... Two high-class centres in Will Chambers and Curtis Scott. We're looking at probably Marion Seve coming yep. in with Justin Ollum. Um, and what are you doing with the, the halves and hookers situation? I would love to see Cameron Smith in the halfback. I think this is would be a genius move. You can get him in there, extend his longevity in the game. Plus, it solves a bit of a problem. You know, for the last couple of years, I haven't had a dominant halfback that can get the team around and come up with those clutch plays. And Cameron Smith, being a pass wider, mm. has the time and the nous to be able to get that done. So uh, I'd love to see him at seven. I don't think we will, but I'd love to see it. And Brandon Smith, that brings him the test hooker for New Zealand, brings him into the starting side. Harry Grant off the bench. Other than that, they'll be unchanged. They bring in a couple of big boppers in. Uh, Tino, big Tino and big Tui as well. Mm. Kamitha and Fasua Malaawi. Uh, so... I just think that Melbourne roll on again. They'll be in the top four. And um, I guess if you got Brendan Smith at hooker and Cam Smith at seven, Jerome Hughes is back to biding his time in the uh, state championship. Yeah, Pappenhausen was too good last year, mm. wasn't he? He was too good. And I think a, a pr- full preseason, knowing that he's the main man, uh, he's, you think about who he's beaten out. Hughes, Drinkwater, uh, you know, those guys... They only keep the ones that they really want, Melbourne, mm. and they've shown that with Pappenhausen. People have been tipping the demise of the Storm for year I and year. I tipped last year. <laughs> I said they'd finish eighth, but this year I'm back on. I'm back on the Storm. Back on. I don't know if they can win it. Top four, though. But top four. Absolutely. Newcastle Knights, they uh, they found some mojo mid-season, but the start and the end was pretty poor. Um, the the whole thing with moving Ponga around probably didn't work out. Um Lots of question marks over this team. A lot of potential options in the outside backs. A lot of utility guys like Kurt Mann and Connor Watson. We're not sure where we're putting them. How are you solving this jigsaw puzzle? Yeah, well, I think uh, Connor Watson, for me, is the best utility in the game. He's one of those kids that can come on and play anywhere. He's tough, he's fast, he's skillful. You can have him coming off the bench. Uh, I think Phoenix Crossland should play outside Mitchell Pearce. This is a young kid that's been biding his time. He's shown the skill. He's had enough talent uh, in the lower grades. He's come up. He's had a taste of first grade. They just need to blood him and go with him now. And I think Jaden Braley being in at nine as well, that cohesiveness, knowing when to get the ball. You know, Danny Levi was a bit indecisive in what he was going to do. So uh, I think that the Newcastle Knights, I don't think they make the eight though. No. What are you doing with the um, the centre combination? You've obviously got Edric Lee picks himself on uh, on one of the wings. Bradman Best probably has to be in the team. He can play centre or he can play wing. Um, there's a few different options there. Heimel Hunt probably can play centre and wing as well. Yeah, I've got Heimel Hunt on the wing with Lee, uh, Shibasaki, and then Bradman Best and Tuala and Ara Tuala. Uh, we'll fight out for that centre position. Thanks for holding that down, CK. That's <laughs> a little bit of bug in the Get throat. yourself sorted out. Uh, the Warriors, one of those teams that keep um, sort of 
promising a lot and then not quite delivering. Um, made the finals year before last and then a bit of a disappointment in 2019. Isaac Luke's gone. Uh, Nat Roach, I believe, will be unavailable for the start of the year. So it's between Wade Egan and Carl Lawson, I think, for the starting number nine role. And then what do they do with Cody Nicarima given the emergence of Chanel Harris-Tavita? Yeah, I think Cody Nicarima could be like a Connor Watson off the bench, come on and be fast around the ruck and play anywhere. Uh, they need to have us to veto. They need him in the side. Uh, he went through a tough year last year. They had some injuries, mm. and he steered them around uh, quite nicely when Blake Green wasn't there. So uh, Lawton will start for me. Blake Green and Harris Tavita. Look, this this Warriors side. I think they get worse next year. To be mm. honest, uh, I had a look at their, they haven't got much depth uh, in terms of their halves and stuff like that. But to have Mamalo, Fusatil, and Roger Tuivasa-Sheck start your sets and not come up with points most most times or, or repeat sets. Uh, has been really disappointing. So, unfortunately uh, for the Warriors, I think they, they get a little bit worse. And you've sort of moved towards phasing some of the older forwards onto the bench and bring some younger think guys that, in. Yeah, I think that you bring some younger guys in. Paulo should start on back row. Uh, you've got Harris and, and Tavanga there. But Adam Blair can come off and do, come on the bench and do a really good job. You know, mm. Be that spark for, for 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, get your rest, do 20 minutes, and that's your job. You know, I don't know if we've seen, if we can see 80 minutes anymore from the 300 game. He's been a fantastic player and a warrior. Uh, but he could bring something different, a little bit of offload in second phase uh, that you don't get at the start of games. Maybe he can do that 15, 20 minutes in. But overall, you're leaning towards them somewhere, pushing towards bottom four? Yes. Cowboys were a bit of a disappointment in 2019 with plenty of good players but couldn't quite put it together. Um, probably ageing a little bit in the, the outside backs and some key spots. What changes do you foresee for North Queensland? Yeah, they had to get younger uh, all over the field and all over their roster. I think Holmes will take a little bit of time to getting used to back in the NRL. Uh, Masters is a big pickup. Uh, he looked really unhappy and unhealthy at, at the back mm. end of the year for the Tigers. So hopefully he's got his body sorted out and mentally he's a lot happier at the, go- at the Cowboys. Sorry, uh, Tuolangi on the wings. I think they just move on from O'Neill. I think they get a little bit younger there. Jake Clifford, he needs to be partnered with Michael Morgan. They need to give him a chance. They've had him as the next Jonathan Thurston. Then Morgan was out. He had to carry the load himself. Uh, he didn't have a fullback to pass to. They've moved everyone around. Uh, Reese Robson's a huge pickup at nine, and then after that, you know, you can have guys coming off the bench. I left actually Cohen Hess out to start mm. the year. I think that they might need a little bit of change in personnel, but the the pressure, the person that's under the most pressure is Paul Green. Yeah, you know, that that system and what they did to win a competition four years ago, uh, they got to a grand final in seventeen. That was when Michael Morgan had that Jared Hayne like, mm. you know, sort of period where he's just untouchable. They just don't attack right. They they need to attack between the lines. They need change of angles for Tel Malolo. They need some decoys for him instead of just trying to run over everyone. So mm. uh, I think Paul Green's, yeah, he'll be under the pump straight away. So you've got uh, Granville out of the team or on the bench? I've got Granville out of the team. I think Reese Robson's mm. been brought there to do a job mm. for a reason. And no spot for Drinkwater either in round one? No, no spot. I think, uh, I mean, I know he wants to try and make six his own, but... You know, Jake Clifford's been playing his whole life. Drinkwater's been playing at a preseason. Mm. Uh, he he's wants to be the number one. It's like Nick Meaney. We ask him, come to the Bulldogs as a fullback, and we're going to play on the wing once yeah. we get a better fullback. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think that Clifford should be the man. Can you see them making the finals? No. I, I, that roster's good enough to. Mm. But, yeah, you have a look at... When I went through this, CK, I had a look at the whole squad 
and I didn't just look at your best 17. I looked at the squad because most teams use players, uh, you know, 17 to 30 a lot. Yeah. And I looked at your all your stats done by yourself and Troy and Alicia about, you know, by the numbers and all that kind of stuff. For me, the whole roster... Yeah, the the top end is very heavy. You yeah, know, the top squads are very heavy in talent that they can cover some paper cracks and get through the season. Some of these teams and Cowboys are one of them. They haven't got enough stuff to be able to cover those paper cracks. Mm, interesting. Um, Parramatta Eels, one of the surprise packets of twenty nineteen, took big you pressure. took you a while to come around to the, the Eels from the, the preseason, but um, ended up um, not all that far away from from top four. Um, finished badly in that semi final against Melbourne, but overall it was a pretty decent season. They've replaced Manu Mau with Ryan Madison. They've brought in Regan Campbell Gillard, so a couple of little tweaks there. Yeah, look. One of the favourites for 2020. Wow. This could be the season for the Parramatta Reels. Uh, Gutless and Sivo, the back line's the same. Brown, obviously, that huge deal. Paulo, and I would start Nathan Brown with Reed Marnie up front. Uh, and then I'd have Lane, Nakora, and Madison at 13. It gives me a bench. Now, think about this. It gives me a bench of Alvaro, Evans, RCG, and Penny Terrapo. It's a big bench. Now, you could have Terrapo, you could have Takarangi uh, if you wanted to, just as cover, but. That's a side that if they can learn to play away from Bank West, mm. that's a serious football team. Yeah. yeah and they have got depth too. Well, yeah, I'm just looking at this. You know, Jamin Salmon covers the halves. He's not in the, the starting. Well, Smith, Ray Stone, you know, a lot of those guys. Mm. Ethan Parry, Hayes Dunster, um, Oregon Cafus, he's a highlighter young prop. He can come in and do a job if they need him to. They're a serious side. They just need to learn to win away from Bank West. So you see them ladder-wise somewhere similar? Top four, top two. Top two. <laughs> well, we're interested to see how that one pans out. The Penrith Panthers, your old club, um, they have picked up Zane Tedovano from the Roosters. He probably comes straight in for Regan Campbell-Gillard. Kurt Capewell's come across from the Sharks. You've got him straight into the starting side. Yeah, they should be one of the big movers in 2020, the Panthers. I know I say this every year. Everyone's got them highly rated. But yeah, it's it's time we stop talking about the young talent. You know, when are we going to put some pressure on the Panthers and... Now is that time. Uh, I had Mansour and two on the wings. Crichton and Nader, they deserve a chance to, to centre pair. The big, strong, uh, tall, lanky guys who, again, you can kick two as well. Jerome Luai will be the centrepiece. If he can come in and play anything like he did, uh, the glimpse that we've seen him with Nathan Cleary, they're going to be successful. Tamau, Coruscant, Tedavano. I think Appy Coruscant uh, will be the best buy of the year. Wow. I think that he that was their struggle problem last year. Between Egan and Kenny and uh, Katoa, they've never really got that number nine right. And mm. with Il- Edwards another year back from his injury, uh, if they can get that finesse side from him, just a little bit to come out, Coruscant gives you a lot out of dummy half. And he can play, when things aren't quite clicking out the back, he can play with the forwards. Uh, I've got Capewell starting with Kikau. Isaiah Yo, uh, tough season for Isaiah. I love the kid. Mm. Uh, he's been bashed around a lot. I'd like Shoulder to see him come off the yeah. bench and just play in that middle middle third with Lainu, Kenny, and then Leota. Decent side. There's got to... Um, but we yeah. say it every year. Yeah. We say it every year about the Penrith Panthers. Oh, I've got them in the top eight. Um, their away record stinks last mm. year. Uh, they were okay at home. But if you're going to win uh, constantly... Defensively, you need to be on. You need to be around that three hundred points mark, and they've been they've been five hundred the last three years. Yeah, they really have to tighten up that um that that defence. Um, so you think scraping into the eight without they're in the eight. 
Interesting one. Uh, another of your old teams, the Dragons, are up next. Um, big question marks about what happens at fullback. Sounds like Matt Dufty is out of a job at the start of the season. Mm. Most of us are putting Zach Lomax in there, but you've got another idea. Yeah, I've got Tristan Saylor. I think that he has re-signed with the club. Uh, Their problems for the Dragons have been scoring points when they've just had a quiet game in terms of Norman and and Hunt, and they leaned on Gareth Widdop a lot, a mm. lot for their points, scoring points as well. I think you have Saylor, Saab and Pereira, the back three. Uh, again, Saab nice and tall. Uh, Pereira gets his set started. Zach Lomax and, and uh, Ewan Aitken in the centres. No Lafayette. No Lafayette. Look, this, they haven't had centres that, are, you know, I mean, we're talking about this, this is one of the clubs that at one stage had Cooper and Gaznia. Yeah, yeah, they haven't had good centres since, and Gaz retired in twenty eleven. Mm. Yeah, Coops retired twenty twenty twelve, I think. Yeah. So twenty twelve or thirteen. So it's been six years since they've mm. had quality centres that can do the job week in week out. You and Nate can had a bit of a bright spark, but uh, Lomax could be that guy. He could be the guy that's your centre stays mm. top line goal kicker. Um, I made another change. I had Merrin uh, at starting prop uh, with Paul Vaughan. Sims and Ford. Ford just knows how to score tries. You can't have a kid yeah. score tries and just not be playing. So, uh, And I'd have Frizzell at lock. And then you put, um, for me, you have on the bench Laurie, who was outstanding last year, Blake Laurie, James Graham coming off the bench, and yep. Sims. I think that he and Corbin Sims are an X factor to pair up together. If you said, mm. James, you're going to come off the bench 15 minutes in, yes. It's not a. You're not degrading anyone. Mm. Okay, we just you need, need to come good middles on and, in that. We second need you period. to come on and do a job for that second win. Mm. If we're on top, ram the advantage home. If we're under the pump, your experience and your toughness is going to help pull that back. So, uh, I'd like to see him come off the bench with Corbin Sims. I think that could be an X factor. And your last spot goes to Isaac. They're not Luke. making the eight. Yes. They're not making the eight, though. Not making the eight. Nope. Improving at all. They did finish 15th after all that. So. Not much. Not much. <laughs> Rough. Um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they um, probably be a little bit disappointed with the season despite finishing third and finishing one game off the grand finals. Bit of a weird season for the Bunnies. Yeah, and it might be another weird one ahead. I, I, I think they um, slide down the ladder dramatically, the, the Bunnies. Mm. You know, Dewey's going to slot in at fullback for me. Uh, a lot will depend on how what they get out of Gagai and Burns and Roberts and Graham. You know, uh, Walker will he still be there <coughs> the year after? Excuse me. Uh, I actually had Tom Amon and Totola starting. I think Tom Amon's you know bided his time. He's a little bit short, but he reminds mm. me of that Neville Costigan, yeah. Michael Wayman. Yeah, you know, that round ball that can just get you going forward. And if you pair him with the right front row partner and Totola, they could get you set started. Uh, then you can bring on Liam Knight and Burgess to play the long minutes. So uh, keep an eye on Keone Kolomatangi. He's a, a back rower slash front rower, I guess, that plays in and around the middle. Kind of that Wayne Bennett type that just gets mm. through his work. I think he needs to work on a little bit of fitness. And Jack Johns. I think Jack Johns could end up okay. at, the, at the end of the year possibly starting on that uh, left edge instead of Ethan Lowe. And you're starting the season with no Alex Johnston and uh, Dewey in at fullback. Dewey in at fullback. That game against the Raiders, I know the Raiders won, but he was outstanding. Mm. He was their best player. He yep. showed he wasn't afraid of the moment. And he's got a little bit more finesse uh, than what Alex Johnston does with the footy. Obviously still a bit of chatter that uh, Jairo could end up at Redfern, just given the extra cash they've got following Sam Burgess's retirement. So a bit of a watch this space on that one as well. Yeah, with Jairo, if Jairo comes... Uh, um, it doesn't change too much, in my opinion, on whether they'll make the eight or not. But, uh, mm. yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The Roosters already won two comps in a row. Can they win three comps in a row? 
Why not? Why not? Have a listen to this. Tupo, uh, Teddy, Tupo, Mitchell, Manu, Morris, Kiri, Flanagan. That sounds like a pretty good black uh, back line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got JWH, Verrills, Tokiaho, Cordner, Crichton, Radley, Butcher, Collins, Liu and Orbison. I think that you may see Friend come off the bench to start, but I wouldn't be surprised if at times he was rested throughout the year and Verrill started to get the 80 minutes, knowing that Orbo's there. But... Again, back to that thing about depth and squad, this this team's got it all. It's probably, I mean, the big question mark really, no Cooper Cronk. You know, does, does Kiri step up and take that seven jersey and Flanagan eases in at, at six? And then you've obviously got a few depth guys. I don't think guys. it matters. I don't think yeah. it matters. Yeah, I think that um, for me, you've still got depth there in your, in your second squad that you'd be able to bring in, Lockie Lamb in and around there. But yeah, Flanagan in the seven comes in. He'd be like a mini Cronk, just get through his systems and... I mean, it's not hard to kick long, make your tackles and pass the ball to Luke mm. Keary. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And potentially Billy Smith, I guess, coming in if Latrell does end up taking yes. a deal elsewhere. Um, so pointy into the ladder, I'm guessing, for uh, for Roosters. In- yes. <laughs> Top, uh, I think they finished fourth. I think they may you may see a little bit of fatigue slide throughout the year, especially around Origin. Uh, but hopefully they've put themselves in a good position. Last but certainly not least, the West's Tigers. A um, few little moving parts here to be sorted out. What happens at Hooker? Where does Moses Embi go? Is Corey Thompson the fullback? And, and plenty of young forwards coming through, putting pressure on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for me, yep, I've got the, the Cowboys... Uh, sorry, the Tigers, beg your pardon. Um, their, their big question is going to be in and around their nine. Mm. Uh, can they get the job done uh, without... A recognised nine. I think that Moses Embiid may start the season there. They've got a young fella in Simpkin who may come in. Uh, but yeah, this is a side that's skin and you know, skin and bones in terms of their their depth and their roster. So they're going to have to make some changes. Uh, Talau may start. Tommy Talau. They've got some big wraps on him. Mumroski. Again, if they kick a couple of goals, they mm. may find themselves in a different situation. But um, yeah, good home record, a poor away record. I think they may struggle again in 2020. You had some, uh, I think, Ollie Clark coming in to start at, at prop. Yeah, I've got Ollie Clark and uh, McKayley there. I think Aloia and Twal, again, can pair up. I'm a big believer if you can get two guys that like playing alongside each other, and, and Aloia and Twal like playing alongside each other, mm. uh, they can come on and, again, wrestle back momentum if you haven't got it and, and ram home the advantage if you do. No spot in your round 117 for Luciano Lelua. No. I, I, yeah, I think that if you, you're going to have to come across and... and improve and be fit. Yeah, if Luciano Leilua is fully fit, then he'll find his way in the team. But um, unfortunately, we didn't see him at, at his best for the Dragons, whether they played him out of position or not. But uh, he was in and out, and I just think that you know, come across, get fully fit, have a full preseason. You may see him there for round one, but are more likely a little bit later in the year. And uh, they came ninth in the wash-up in 2019. Do you see them moving much from that sort of spot? Uh, no, I don't. I've got, um, to wrap up, the Storm, Roosters, Rabbits, Raiders, Para, Seagulls, Sharks, Broncos, West Tigers, Panthers, Knights, Bulldogs, Warriors, Cowboys, Dragons, Titans. That's how they finished in 2019, CK, for 2020. Bold early predictions. Here we go. I'm ready. And I don't even know. Uh, this may change from day to day. 16. Warriors, 15, Titans, 14, Dragons, 13, West Tigers, 12, Bunnies, 11, Cowboys, 10, Bulldogs, 9, Knights, 8, Seagulls, 7, Panthers, 6, Sharks, 5, Broncos, 
four Roosters, three Storm, two Parramatta, and the Canberra Raiders on top. Wow. Raiders have uh, had a bit of a tendency to have one good season, then one or two bad ones. You I know. reckon they can go back to back? Well, I haven't tip- caught them. Every time I go to tip them, I haven't caught them. They make the eight, I don't tip them in the eight. So this <laughs> year, I'm on board the Raiders and Parramatta. And the Bunnies plunging. Yeah. I just, their lack of depth. They lose Burgess, they lose Inglis. Someone's going to have to stand up and lead that side, and whether that'll be too much, left to wait and see. Be very, very interested to see how it pans out. Jamie, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. It was uh, was a pleasure as always. Thanks, mate. Cheers.